This is Samoa Smith Machine, Samoa Joe, and you're listening to the Pro Wrestling Nation. Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina. What is up, you guys? What is up? Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Uh, welcome back to this format. This is a format that I've been wanting to go back to where I do the long form intro. Well, maybe not so long. I guess it could be short. This one will probably be short. Where I do an intro and I, and I talk about, you know, what's going on, who's on the show, um, maybe some results, uh, some news, you know, all this fun, cool stuff. What's on my mind? What, you know, what what wrestling stuff I saw this week? Things like that. So I'm super excited to get back into doing this format. I want to talk a lot to you. Maybe not today. But I want to talk a lot to you about Fight Plus and IWTV. Because I have those subscriptions. I have Fight Plus and I have IWTV, which is the Internet Wrestling Television. Independent Wrestling Television. <laughs> Oh, silly me. Uh, But it's super cool. It's super fun. I watch so many great indie shows on it. I love it. Uh, My favorite is GCW. In fact, I think before this before this little part is over, I want to I want to talk about get into uh, break down a little bit. uh, The the GCW show that's coming up on November 24th. It's going to be called uh, it's going to be called Starcade. I mean, wrestlecade i don't know they're doing it at wrestlecade weekend and they're promoting it as gcw wrestlecade so i'm super excited about it because it's gonna be a really big show the card is stacked so i do want to get into that uh before we get into that you guys i want to say on the show today is going to be iws superstar canadian professional wrestler alex mays alex mays is dope alex mays is yeah we can say it amazing you guys uh alex mays's second time on the show he was on the show earlier this year you know we got to know him a little bit um about his life and about how he got into wrestling and got his start and things like that uh this is more the journey that he's taken over the last six months or so uh he's actually been on a path of success lately i mean he had a little pit stop at botchamania we talked about that but he also was one half of the IWS World Tag Team Champions recently. And he also debuted at Effie's Big Gay Brunch in Chicago. And we get all into that and talk about Chicago. It's super fun. Uh, so check out my interview coming up a little bit later with Alex Mays. I'm super excited about it, you guys. Follow us both on social media. Uh, we drop it at the end. So that's pretty exciting. You know, friend of the show, Alex Mays returns. I'm excited about that. It was a super fun conversation. Uh, so check that out at the end of the episode hell yeah you guys cody rhodes is back uh back in the wwe <laughs> that's my wrestling news you guys cody rhodes is back in the wwe uh he came back at wrestlemania against seth rollins have you guys have you guys seen uh no but he has a war games match 
which is crazy because it's the first time he's ever going to participate in war games, which was created by his father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Interesting, right? So that's pretty cool. That's pretty super cool. Um, yeah. So the the Cody, the reason why I brought this up, I mean, it's it's a silly, silly wrestling news. Uh, I mean, not even news. It's rumor and hearsay, rumor and innuendo. Uh, so the Judgment Day and, and, and Team Cody are going to go... I was going to say one-on-one, but four-on-four. They're going to go war games. They're going to battle it out. They're going to be in the, the 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 match. What did they call it? The match beyond. They're going to do all the shit with the weapons and the cages and, and the rings and all the shit. Anyways, so Judgment Day, it's going to be Finn, uh, Damian Priest, J.D. McDonough, and Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Uh, and then they're going to go up against Cody, Seth, Jey Uso and Sami Zayn, and out of these eight people, the only people that have War Games experience is Sami and Jay, and they're both on the Bloodline team last year in the War Games match. And so the reason why I bring this up again is because on Monday night, Drew McIntyre turned heel. He aligned himself with the Judgment Day by taking out Jey Uso with uh. What does he call his move? The fluorescent kick? I don't know what he calls it. Um, I can't remember what he calls it, but I know it. It's called, uh, I don't remember, flash kick? That's Guile. Anyway, I don't know. He calls it something. He hits him with the knee. He hits him with a flying knee. And uh, and Jey Uso goes down. Uh, Drew McIntyre rolls him into the ring. Judgment Day gets to one, two, three, successfully defending their WWE undisputed world tag team titles against Cody and Jay. And at this point, They've had rematch after rematch after rematch. They're done. They're asked out. There's no more Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes for the titles. They're they're finito. They're finished. They're done, son. Put a fork in them. Um, so after the match, Drew walked up to the ramp towards the entrance area, and, and uh, Rhea Ripley came out, and she stood next to Drew, and she put her hand out, and Drew shook her hand. So that signifies... To me, anyways, and probably to everybody else on the internet, that Drew McIntyre is going to join the Judgment Day's team of war games, which is going to make it five on five. Now, who's going to be on Team Cody, you ask? Well, it's going to be an old friend of Cody Rhodes. So the rumor is, the big rumor and innuendo is, that it's going to be Randy Orton. Randy Orton apparently is, is you know, he's walking again. And he's and he's and he's and he's at the performance center, and he's ready to come back. and And they're gonna put him in this big high risk match after he was like bedridden for like a year and a half, or I don't know what what he was doing, but I know he was not in a good shape in the last however long it's been since he's been on TV. And they're gonna put him in the War Games match. Yeah, good luck with that, Randy. I uh, I wish you the best. Uh, it's gonna it's exciting. It's gonna be cool next week when when his music hits. And he comes out when Cody's like, oh, the next person, the the, the fifth member of Team Code Chode is going to be my old friend, RKO. And then he, I hear voices in my head. And the place is going to go bonkers because he's been gone for a long time. And some people even didn't even know if he was going to ever come back at all, you know, let alone like this return going into war games. War games! Yeah! Let's have war games, motherfucker. I don't know. That's kind of neat. It's kind of neat, but I, I also at the same time, you know, is it going to be okay? Is it? Is it going to even be him? 
you know? Another rumor in Indiewindle that's coming up about Survivor Series. I know we're not even here to talk about Survivor Series right now, per se. But another rumor is that Shinsuke Nakamura is making these wacky promos to nobody, right? To who? Who is he talking to? We don't know who he's talking to. People think he's talking to CM Punk, which would be crazy if Nakamura came out on at Survivor Series and made some kind of open challenge or something, and then and then CM Punk comes out. That'd be fucking crazy, dude. All I know is that'd be fucking crazy. I know CM Punk's like not the best in the world right now. I mean, as far as personality goes, you know, he's read a lot of people the wrong way. He's made some uh, some bonehead mistakes the last year or two, whatever. I don't know. Since he came back, since he came back to AEW, he's been doing stupid shit, you guys. He's been fighting with people that he has no business of fighting with. Why are you going to fight with Luke Perry's son? That's Luke Perry's kid. What are you thinking about CM Punk? You're going to fight Luke Perry's kid? But nonetheless, it would be super cool to see him come back to the WWE. It would be really, really cool to see him come back. Like, I saw somebody online pitching... Uh, Punk comes back, Survivor Series, in Chicago, right? Because they're in Chicago, and then works through Mania, and then Mania, and, you know, then maybe after Mania he retires. That'd be dope. I would love that. I would love to see that one little like four to six month run with CM Punk in the WWE. That'd be great. That'd be so much fun. Um, so Randy Orton, CM Punk, I'm for him. I'm for him. Bring him on. Bring him on in Survivor Series. I think uh, the WWE needs. Kind of a shot in the arm right now. They're getting a little a little stale at the moment. They're getting a little complacent again. You know, for a while, things were shaken up. You know, when Triple H was fully in charge, when he became in charge, they were shaking things up. It was feeling different. It was feeling like anything could happen. It was feeling like, like what's going to happen this week on Raw? And now I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. If, if, I, if I hear about anything good, I'll watch it. You know, like, I'm not excited about it like I was in 2022. Like last year, like when Vince was it was it twenty twenty two, or was it this year? Was it this year? I don't even know, dude. I don't even know anymore. The time just like blends together. But like when Vince left, I feel like he left like mid twenty twenty two, and then he came back like January of this year. I feel like that's what happened. So like when Vince left and Triple H got full power, and they started bringing back Karrion Cross and and Bronson Reed and top dollar and all these fucking people and shit did top dollar get released again i feel like i feel like uh i feel like top dollar got released again which good riddance i mean top dollar i like to call him uh low baller because i saw him low balling some motherfuckers on tv one time but yeah so what i'm saying is uh it felt exciting you know but where the fuck is carrying cross where the fuck is cross what the hell is he doing you know like where's 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 Waldo? Where's all these new people? Where's all these people he brought in? You know nobody's doing shit really anymore. I guess Bronson Reed's kind of doing some. He's getting bitched around by Gunther, but like it doesn't feel exciting like it did a year ago. It doesn't feel like anything can happen. It doesn't feel like must see TV like it did at at some point. You know a year or so ago, a year and a half ago, whatever the case. Um, it was good. It was fun. It's good times. Care, care, I, I, I want to say Kevin Cross, former guest of this show, former two-time guest of this show, the Toll Man, 
Kevin Cross. Like, what the fuck is he doing, dude? Nothing. Like, when he came back, he put a uh, uh, hourglass at Roman's feet. He came, he walked over to Roman Reigns, who was in the ring, and he put an hourglass at his feet. Tick tock, Roman. Your title reign is coming to an end. Was there a two years worth of sand in that fucking... In that fucking time, uh, uh, what's it called again? <laughs> that hourglass? Was there two fucking years worth of sand in that hourglass? Because I don't know where the fuck is going on. I don't know if Roman's time is up. I don't know if it's still ticking and talking. But, like, all I know is that, like, I thought that when Kevin Cross came back, that he was just going to tear shit up. And in reality, like, he's, uh, he's, he's fucking... You know, I, this hurts my feelings. This hurts my heart to say this, but like, he's like nothing more than like. Um, I'm trying to like think of the perfect name. Like, I want to say Fandango, but like, I feel like Fandango even had a bigger push than him. He's Heath Slater, dude. Like, he's Heath Slater with a hot chick on his arm. That's all he is. Like, no offense, if you're listening to this, Carrying Cross, Kevin Cross, Killer Cross, any kind of cross you want to be called, like, dude, I'm. I think you're the one of the dopest. I think you're one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. You know, I've been following you since Future Stars of Wrestling. You're a two-time person on this podcast for a reason. You know what I'm saying? You were the toll man. You know, TikTok, motherfucker. But, like, they're not doing shit with you. So, like, I'm sorry that I called you Heath Slater. But, like, he's got kids, you know. Like, I think he had a bigger person than you. He had, at least had a tag team title run, you know. Um, anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's my little rant, my little WWE rant, my little rant, my little rant, rant. All right, you guys, I'm going to stop making pig sounds now. All right, let's get into, uh, AEW full gear. AEW has a pay-per-view coming up, you guys, this weekend. It's AEW full motherfucking gear. Hell yeah. AEW Full Gear coming to you live from somewhere, I think, in Texas. Is that true? Oh, Inglewood, California. Why is there a Texas deathmatch on here? But the thing is in California. That makes zero sense, Tony Khan. Why don't you have an Inglewood street fight or deathmatch or whatever it's called? All right, let's get into this shit, shall we? Okay, we have a pre-show match. Uh, you know, one thing I like about AEW compared to the WWE is the pre-shows because the WWE has shitty ass pre-shows. They have no matches and AEW like loads up their pre-show matches, their cards. Like, you know, even if like they're like, you know, lower tier people or people you don't want to see or like whatever the case, right? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's big ass matches. Sometimes it's like, you know, sort of Pentacle versus like um, QT Marshall. And like, I know nobody wants to see that shit, right? But like, who cares? It's still a match. It's still better than seeing the video package a thousand times and seeing Booker T. Oh, you know, who's my fave five? I'm pick my fave five. You know, like whatever. I don't know him and uh, who's that guy's name? The radio show host guy that hangs out there all the time. Not Sam Roberts, but the other one. I don't remember his name. But like, that's bullshit, dude. Nobody wants to see that shit. I want to see some matches. I want to see like Marina Shafir against like, uh, uh, let's see, who's a woman they don't really use too much. That could be on a pre-show. I don't know. Somebody. Somebody cool. You know? That's it. That's it. Somebody cool. 
All right, so let's get into these matches. So they only have one pre-show match announced, and there might be only one, and I might just be, like, talking shit and be like, oh, they have such a great pre-show, and they only have one. But you know what? It's still one. It's still better than nothing, so... And and it's going to be MJF in a tag team Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match. It's going to be the Gun Boys, the Ass Boys, the Gun Brothers, uh, challenging the AEW... Ring of Honor, World Tag Team Champions, MJF, and a mystery partner of MJF's choosing. Who's it going to be, you guys? Who's it going to be? Hey, Richard Holiday's a free agent now. Richard Holiday and, and MJF used to be... Oh, no, because MJF is banging Richard Holiday's ex-girlfriend. So that's probably not that's probably not going to work out. Maybe Hammerstone. Hammerstone's a free agent, I think. I've heard Hammerstone was on the market. Hey, so I'm going to just veer, veer off course for a second. Uh, Hammerstone... Uh, request his release from from MLW. I'm not sure if he was granted his release. There was never never an official word. Um, there was like a, a thank you MLW post from Hammerstone, so that kind of made me think that they granted him his release. But I'm not sure, so I don't know if Hammerstone is under contract with MLW or if he's a free agent or what's going on now. But if he's a free agent, this is a good spot for him. Hammer, fucking go help your boy MJF. If you guys don't know who Hammerstone is, then I don't know, man. Hammer, I've been so like 2015 or something like this. I picked two guys that I that I found on the indie scene that were just these these beasts, these animals. And one was Kevin Cross, the Toll Man, and the other one was Alexander Hammerstone. And those are the two guys that I've been just I've been following their careers. I've been rooting for them. I just want those guys to win, man. Because those guys are special. Like, like when I see special people, like like the first time I saw Rob Van Dam in like 1996 on WWF television when he was with ECW, I knew that he was special. The first time I saw CM Punk on TNA television, TNA weekly pay-per-views from the Asylum days, I knew that he was special. The first time that I saw AJ Styles on WCW Monday Nitro tagging up with with uh, Air Paris. I knew that AJ Styles was special. And so that's the same way I feel about Karrion Cross and Alexander Hammerstone. I want those two dudes to succeed. I want to see Cross versus Hammerstone as the main event of WrestleMania, dude. I want to see that shit happen. Cross, if you're listening, Hammer, if you're listening, make that shit happen. All right. Um, so let's go back to this. So I want Hammerstone to, to be his partner, but that's probably not very likely. Um, what I also would like to see happen is for MJF at the last possible second to agree to the deal with Samoa Joe and have Samoa Joe be his partner. And I feel like, cause I really want, I really want this partnership to happen. I really want MJF and Samoa Joe. I just punched the table. I really want this MJF and Samoa Joe thing to happen, you know. But MJF is scared of him, and in order for Joe to help MJF, MJF has to promise Joe a title shot. And MJF is a scared, scared, scared human being. I pick MJF. I don't think MJF's gonna lose these tag titles, not to the guns anyway. Uh, we'll see though because they're they're relevant. 
they're involved, you know, in the, one of the main storylines on the show. So I can see if anybody's going to win them. I can see it being them. Uh, but I really want to see MJF and Samoa Joe uh, retain the uh, ring, uh, the AEW Ring of Honor tag team titles. I think that'd be super cool. Super cool pre-show. All right, now we're getting to the actual card, you guys. Uh, the first match that is listed on Wikipedia is uh, Hiroku Shita uh, versus... Ta- I know I said that weird, right? Hiro- Hiroku-, Hiroku Shita uh, versus Timeless Tony Storm with Luther uh, for the AEW Women's World Championship. Shita's the champion. Uh, Tony Storm is a challenger. I... You know, I really like Tony Storm. I feel like the title doesn't go with what she's doing right now. And I feel like that would be awkward and it would weigh her down with what she's trying to do. So I want to see Sheeta retain the title. Plus, if Tony Storm wins it, then they'll both be three time champions. And it's like, that's kind of, I don't know. I feel like that's very hot potato. And we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. So keep Sheeta as champion and let Tony Storm just like do her character stuff. Next up, we have a six-person tag team match. It's going to be Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland with the Nature Boy. Woo! Ric Flair in the corner, baby. Uh, taking on Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Uh, this match will be great. It'll be a fun match. We'll finally see Christian and Adam Copeland go face-to-face and see what they... Uh, See what they bring to the table as a, as a, as a fight, fighting each other. You know, I never really was into Edge versus Christian. That wasn't really a thing that I liked. You know, it was like Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy. It's like Bubba Ray Dudley versus Devon Dudley. It's like Rick Steiner versus Scott Steiner. It's like Hawk versus Animal. It's like Ricky Morton versus Robert Gibson. Nobody wants to see these matches. I don't know why. They click so well. As partners, but they just, I just don't know about them as opponents. You know, I just don't. It just doesn't seem to click for me anyway. For me anyway. Um, so I never was a big uh, Edge versus Christian fan. Uh, I was always a Christian person, though. I always was a, uh, liked Christian better than Edge because Christian was the better one. He was the better talker. He was the better in ring performer. And he was just like an overall, like, better dude. You know, Christian's awesome. How's your father doing, by the way? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but Christian's so awesome. Uh, Nick Wayne, super cool. Uh, I'm into. I'm really hardcore into GCW right now. Uh, I've seen a lot of Nick Wayne matches. A lot of really good Nick Wayne matches in GCW, you guys. Um, if you're listening to this right now, go look up Nick Wayne versus Will Ospreay in GCW. That match will blow your fucking mind. It's on YouTube. I think it's up illegally. Not illegally, but like some random ass account. You know, like I don't like to, to point people to those like random shits because like it's gcw like you know if you're not watching it on the gcw platform then you're cheating the system but like this match is so good and it's available there somebody has put it up it hasn't been flagged or taken down or anything so go watch it nick wayne versus will osprey um but for this match specifically uh, i pick christian's team to win i feel like uh darby will take the pin and it'll be like luchasaurus or nick wayne pinning darby Something like that. It'll be fun, though. It'll be a super fun match. All right. So, yeah, I picked the bad guys on that one. Uh, and the next match on my list is going to be Orange Cassidy putting the international title on the line against John Moxley. Now, this is another title that I feel is getting hot potatoed around. You know, mostly because of Moxley's injury. 
you know that kind of like put a put a put a wrench in things a monkey wrench in things if you will um but i feel like they never should have taken the title off of orange in the first, I know, I know, because if you listen to Gimmick Street, I'm like, take it off of Orange, take it off of Orange, take it off of Orange. But now that they took it off of him, I'm like, you should never have taken it off of this dude. Because, like, at this point, the title feels a little bit watered down. It feels a little bit hot potatoed. You know, it went Orange had it, and then he lost it to Mox, and then Mox got that concussion, and he lost it to Phoenix, and then Phoenix had it for, like, a week, and then he lost it back to Orange. At this point, just let Orange keep it. You know, I don't know how they're going to pull it off because like Orange definitely can't beat John Moxley just based on where they are politically in, in the world of wrestling. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a way I'm sure they can find a way for Orange to walk out of there with the international title. Maybe maybe there's a disqualification. Maybe Moxley, uh, you know, gets a chair and and, and brutalizes him and, and gets himself disqualified. I don't know. There's a way, though. There's a way to make it happen. Is it a. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a hardcore match or anything. It's not like a death match. It's not like it's GCW, even though that's where Orange Cassidy is from. Booyah! All right, let's keep this thing moving along. Oh, so my pick, ah, you know, it's it's hard though. It's hard because I don't want them to take the belt off of Orange, but I feel like, dude, Moxie's just gonna beat the shit out of them and just pin him one, two, three. Right? Am I right? Moxie's just gonna beat the fuck out of them and then just pin him. Like that's what happened last time. Like Orange didn't even have a chance. You know, I think I think Orange is gonna have more of a chance. Orange is gonna put up a fight. It's gonna be a fight. Like this match is gonna make their other match look like nothing, and that's sad because that match was a main event of a pay per view. And this match is definitely not a main event. You know, because there's there's a world title on the line later on in the night. But you know what? I think this match is gonna make the other match look like nothing. They're gonna bring it. They're gonna have a hell of a fight, a knockdown drag out. I feel like Orange. This time is going to be like, like because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You had this big match against John Moxley, and you're in there trying to survive. You're trying to fight for your life, especially when you like you don't really know like what to. I mean, you never know because you don't know what that's fool's thinking. But like, you don't know what to expect with John Moxley, and so then Orange has the match, and he gets his ass kicked, you know. But then it's like, then I'm sure it's like the next three days. He was like, oh, I could have done this. I could have done this, man. If I get him in the ring again. I'm going to turn it up a notch, you know? This is what I should have done. Because hindsight's 2020. So now Orange has his chance to get in the ring with John Moxley again. And these two are going to have a hell of a fight. I really, like I said, I really want to see Orange win. But I don't think he's capable. I don't think Orange Cassidy is going to beat John Moxley. So John Moxley is going to walk out. John Moxley is going to be the international champion, I think. Because he was planning on having a title reign. He got that concussion, so he couldn't do it. But now he's back. He's fresh as a daisy. He's going to hit that Death Rider on Orange. And he's going to get the 1-2-3. John Mox is going to be your new international champion. All right. Next match on my list, you guys. Oh, because it's going to be uh, the Golden Jets. If you guys haven't seen this movie called CIA. No, Central Intelligence. If you haven't seen this movie called Central Intelligence, you guys see it. It's old. It's like 15 years old. But I just saw it. <laughs> And um, the Golden Jet, that's what they call Kevin Hart, the Golden Jet. So that reminds me of this movie. It's The Rock, and it's Kevin Hart, and it's hilarious. Uh, it's called Central Intelligence. Go fucking see it. The Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, the Alpha and the Omega of AEW, 
taking on the VPs, former VPs of AEW, the Young Bucks. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a great match. Um, Kenny is uh, it's so weird, you know? Kenny's friends with these guys, but they're, they're jealous because he's been hanging out with Jericho. And I saw this thing online where somebody said, what if Jericho was setting up Kenny to turn on him and join the Don Callis family? What if it's it's Jericho and, and Don Callis' plan for Jericho to infiltrate Kenny Omega to gain Kenny Omega's trust to get between him and the Young Bucks so he could um, uh, get Kenny Omega like by himself in solitude? I don't know. Like single him out, single Kenny Omega out, and then take him out even more. Somebody said that on Twitter today, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! What if, what if it's all a ruse? What if he really is with with Don Callis, and they're just trying to get Kenny Omega's trust? It's crazy! It's crazy! It's absolutely crazy! But this is match is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be super cool. It's the Bucks. Wait, wasn't there like a stipulation? Like if the Bucks lost, they had to like go to WWE or something." Uh, if the Golden Jets win, they will get the Young Bucks, Young Bucks AEW World Tag Team Championship opportunity. But if the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets must disband as a team. Ooh, eerie. That's so scary. Um, the Golden Motherfucking Jets are gonna win though. Jericho and Omega. And even if even if Jericho is setting up Omega for failure at the end of the story. This isn't the end because on Wednesday, next week on Wednesday, or maybe tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow, they're going to do a match where it's Jericho and Omega and Coda and I think somebody else against the, 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 the Don Cal's family. Crazy shit. All right, what's next? Uh, next match is going to be Chris Tatlander versus Julia Hart versus either... Red Velvet or Sky Blue. It's funny because it's either going to be Red Velvet or Sky Blue. Red or Blue. Um, I guess Velvet and Blue are going to have a match. And the winner is going to be in this triple threat match. That's what I'm going to assume to be on Rampage. Because this definitely isn't going to be a, a dynamite match or a or a collision match. So I can see Red Velvet and, and uh, Sky Blue having a match on Rampage. Uh, this week, and the winner of that goes to the, on to this triple threat. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and say Sky Blue, because Sky Blue is on a fucking roll. Uh, so it's going to be Chris Danlander versus Julia Hart versus Sky Blue, um, which is crazy, because like the story they have going right now, where Julia Hart is with... Um, what are they called? Um, the Kings of the Black Throne. Oh, the House of Black. The House of Black. And um, she's been like... She missed it. Uh, Sky Blue and she misted Willow and then Willow was able to like just wash her face and move on with her life uh, but Sky Blue has been going through some changes um, physically and mentally uh, where she's beginning these little black things under her eyes and, and they're growing and she's been acting very like weird and then uh, she was going to miss uh, Velvet not Velvet, uh, Willow the other day on one of the shows and then she turned around and she misted uh Old, uh, old Julia Hart instead. And she's like, bitch. No, I added that part, but she should have said it. But it's funny because Julia's taller and Sky's shorter. And so Sky just basically missed her chest, uh, which was pretty funny. And her chest and her chin uh, she got. So it'll be interesting if Sky Blue, not Red Velvet, is in this match. Because another thing that happened was 
um, after after the fact, uh, uh, Chris Datlander and and Willow Nightingale were trying to say thank you to to Sky, and Sky looked at Chris Datlander and said, "I didn't do it for you, I did it for Willow, because I always have her back or some shit like that, right? I think she said I always have her back. Um, so so Sky Blue has already established that she has no loyalty or 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 um. I don't know. Loyalty, I guess, is, is a good word to use for Chris Statlander. Even though Statlander's come out a few times to save her, she's already established that she has no loyalty to her. She doesn't owe her anything, and she's not in this for her, right? Um, Julia Hart, it could be controlling Sky Blue still, and she could be, like, playing mind games with them, and she could also... Um, she could have made Julia Hart miss her, because she missed, uh, with the mist. <laughs> but... Um, just to throw everybody off, just to just, you know throw them all off, you know. But if that's happening, then that's kind of the same thing that Jericho's doing. So that's kind of silly, right? Because they're just throwing each other off the sense and shit. Um, they're the same, but they're different. Anyways, I'm gonna go with Sky Blue uh, being in the match, uh, but I'm gonna go with. Oh, you want to say Julia Hart? You think Julia Hart's going to win? The thing is, is, I don't see them taking that belt off of Chris Statlander because they waited so long to put it on her, you know, because she kept getting hurt. She got two, I believe she got she got a year-long injury uh, before the title came out, and then she had another year-long injury after the title came out. And that's why Jade Cargill had such a long historic title reign because they were waiting for Chris Statlander to come back from injury. And so they waited so long for Chris Statlander you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, if I was Tony Khan, I wouldn't take the belt off of her. Not now, not yet. Uh, but maybe, maybe she's not moving the needle. Maybe she's not, you know, doing what they, she needs to do. Maybe it's time to move on and, and have a new champion. And if we do, then I say it'll be Julia Hart. And I say Sky Blue will help her win. Uh, because at this point, I think she's a sleeper cell. Like she's under control of, of the House of Black. But she doesn't know it yet. And I feel like at, at full gear, uh, Julia Hart's going to activate her and she'll become like evil and shit. That'll be cool, right? Next match, we have Big Bill and Little Ricky versus or uh, defending the AEW World Tag Team Championships in a four-way match against La Faction in Gobleno or whatever they're called. Rush and Dralistico. Versus FTR versus the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. They're called the Kings, and one of them is called King. That's silly. That is so fucking silly. Um, I really hate Big Bill and Ricky Starks, but I don't see anybody else I would want to... that. I, okay, maybe Rush, Roosh, and Dralistico. I can see them being tag team champions. Um, you know, we could also have a House of Black cleanup here. Uh, Julia Hart can walk out with the TBS title, and the Kings of the Black Throne can walk out with the AEW World Tag Team titles. That'd be cool. That'd be super cool. I think that would be fun. So I'm going to go ahead and go with them, I think. Uh, they held the Trios titles for a while. I think twice. No, not twice. Just once. But they held them for a while. And so, I mean, give them a run with the tag titles. I think that'd be super fun. That'd be cool. It's better than Big Bill and Little Ricky, you know? Hell yeah. And in our main event, 
For the AEW World Championship, we have Maxwell Jacob Friedman defending the title he doesn't have against Switchblade. I have a Switchblade Jay White t-shirt, by the way, you guys. I've had it probably like a long time, probably since like 18, 2018, 2017. I got it. So all my Bullet Club shirts, I have like a few of them. I have a Jericho one. I have a Young Bucks. I have two Young Bucks shirts. They're, they're the same. I bought one, and then my wife bought me one. And I'm like, hey, you can never have too many Young Bucks shirts. Uh, so these are Bullet Club shirts. I have the, the Switchblade, Jay White. I have Alpha Club, Chris Jericho. I have two Young Bucks shirts. And I have uh, the Underboss, which is um, Bad Luck Fale. And then I also have one that says The Elite. Uh, but it's like the Bullet Club Elite. It's like the old school Bullet Club Elite. I got them all on clearance at Hot Topic like eight years ago and stuff. But I like them. I like having Bullet Club shirts. I want to have actual actual Bullet Club shirt too. Bullet Club. So I have Jericho, uh, Switchblade, two Young Bucks, Underboss, Elite, and Bullet Club. I have seven Bullet Club shirts, dude. Fuck Yeah. My fucking Bullet Club shirt collection is actually pretty chill. I never realized how many Bullet Club shirts I had. Alright, main event. Switchblade Jay White challenges MJF for the AEW World Championship. Switchblade has the belt. Switchblade has had this belt for over a month in his custody, in his grubby little hands. Um, I feel like MJF can't lose this title right now because he hasn't had it for the last month. And I feel like then that would be a shitty tottering for him. I know that Tony Khan's not about, you know, giving people the shaft, you know. So I feel like MJF's going to win. MJF has to win. He's going to win the belt back. He's going to have the triple B again. He's going to, like, celebrate. It's going to be a cool thing. It's going to be a cool thing. MJF's going to win. He's going to overcome the odds. And you know what? You know what's going to happen? This is what's going to happen. MJF, in the pre-show, is going to approach Joe. Maybe even the collision before... Um, the show, maybe even the collision before full gear. He's going to approach Samoa Joe and he's going to, he's going to say, Samoa Joe, I accept your offer and I need a partner at full gear. And not only do I need a partner at full gear, I need a big ass motherfucker like you to watch my back during the world tag team. No, no, during the world championship match at the end of the night, because those bullet club motherfuckers are crazy. And I need somebody to make sure that they stand in my business. And Samoa Joe's going to say, I'll tell you what, MJF, from the moment the bell rings for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match to the moment the bell rings to end the AEW World Championship match, I will be your friend for a price. And you don't have to, give me, you don't have to set a date right now, but we both know what that price is. MJF is like, yeah, 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 I agree. And MJF is going to defeat motherfucking Jay White. He's going to defeat him. He's going to get the, the 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 diamond ring out. He's going to punch him in his stupid little face and hit him in his little beard. And he's going to knock him out. And Joe Joe's going to take out the Bullet Club boys. He's going to take out Jay White. I mean, not Jay White. He's take out Juice Robinson and the Butt Boys and all these other people that are there. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be super happy about it. One, two, 
three. Here is your winner and still AEW World. Oh, and at this point, Samoa Joe is in the ring. He grabs MJF. Coquina clutch. And he chokes the motherfucker out. Because once that bell dings in that match, that friendship is over. And Samoa Joe wants the world title. Yeah? You like it? And then, and then, so then we go, what's the next pay-per-view? Is it Revolution in March? Revolution, uh, pay-per-view main event, Samoa Joe versus MJF. That's my prediction right there. Hell yeah. So that's pretty much it. I'm super excited about Full Gear. Dude, I'm excited about it. It's an AEW pay-per-view. I'm super excited. The only thing I'm not excited about, it's going to be so long. Those things are like five hours long, which I'm not, I mean, I am complaining about it, but like I'm not complaining because I love wrestling. But then like, I remember there's days where like, I'll watch like, like a GCW show and like a JCW show and then like the pre-show and then like. The pay-per-view, and dude, by 11 o'clock, I am burnt to toast. I am burnt to toast. Um, but I'm excited about it. AEW delivers really good pay-per-views. They're doing really good, man. Some of the best wrestlers in the world, they're just tearing shit up right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Speaking of the best wrestling in the world, uh, before we kick it over to the interview with Alex Mays, let's talk about a little game-changer wrestling on Fight Plus, shall we? They have a big show coming up. On my wife, my beautiful wife's birthday, November 24th, uh, WrestleCade weekend at WrestleCade. Let's go over that a little bit because that's going to be a super big card, a super stacked show. And we are both super excited about it. Um, but before that, let's kick around a few other ideas. Um, cool, A few cool things just announced on December 9th in L.A., and GCW, Highest in the Room 2. It's going to be the debut of Andrade El Idolo versus the bad boy, Joey Janela. That's going to be fucking cool as fuck. Joey Janela and Andrade. They have a show coming up this Friday uh, in Seattle. It's like a double header with Defy. Um, the Defy show looks so good. You guys, I want to watch the Defy show so bad. But like I'm not gonna get their subscription network because it's gonna be it's $16.99 a month, dude. $16.99 a month for just Defy. I already pay uh $7.99 for Fight Plus, which I get like at least three or four different major indie companies, plus like MLW and a lot of New Japan stuff. And then I pay $10 for IWTV, but like it's worth it because like one West Coast Pro show is worth $10, you know, one prestige show is worth $10, you know, one freelance show is worth $10, and so it's really cool to see these promotions and these companies from all over the world, I mean, West Coast Pro is in San Francisco, honestly, I can't afford to go, I'm so fucking broke right now, like, life is tough financially, you know, because you got to pay the gas to get there, you got to buy the ticket, you got to pay for parking, you got to pay for food, like whatever, right? And I just, that's not really on my financials right now. If I'm going to go out, if I'm going to go somewhere, if I'm going to put gas in the car, it's going to be to a comedy show. And it's going to be me performing. Like if I'm going to go somewhere, it's going to be a show that I'm on, you know? I so badly want to go to West Coast Pro. I so badly want to go to Hood Slam in Oakland. You know, I'm so close to those guys. 
Uh, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe someday I'll be able to go all these shows. Agua, Full Queer, all these wrestling shows that are in my area that I really want to go to. Maybe someday I'll be able to go to all of them. And that thought, that just that thought excites me. The thought of going to all these shows excites me. But back to... Uh, Back to the game, the the game plan. I really want to see the Defy show, but I'm not paying $16.99 a month for Justify Wrestling, so I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to Justify Justify. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I really want to. Anyways, the GCW portion of that show, because uh, the first day is a GCW show, uh, the Friday, and then the Saturday is going to be uh, the Defy show. So I can watch the first show. So we have Maki Ito versus Nicole Matthews. Uh, Maki Ito is a is a GCW staple. She's definitely a member of the Murder Death Kill Gang, um, and she's super adorable. She's the cutest in the fucking world. Taking on Nicole Matthews, who's an absolute legend in women's independent wrestling. So that should be good. Matt Cardona, the Deathmatch King, taking on Santana Jackson. Like, Santana Jackson has some great entertaining matches. There's this part where, like, he goes in the ring and he comes out with the wolf mask on. And he's, like, Thriller. And they play the music and he does the dance and shit. It's awesome. If you guys haven't seen a Santana Jackson match, go check it out. Uh, Matt Cardona, the Deathmatch King. Super fucking dope. Uh, Stuff Delinder will be in his corner, I'm assuming. And uh, it's always super fun to see them. And then we have Violence is Forever. I believe, if memory serves me correctly, I believe Violence is Forever is the current, uh, I almost said AEW, uh, Game Changer Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. They're taking on the Bollywood Boys, former WWE fame Bollywood Boys. And of course, you guys, this match is going to be a barn burner. This match is going to be dope. Joey Janela, the bad boy, Joey Janela versus Speedball. Mike Bailey. Let me tell you something. Speedball Mike Bailey is one of my favorite wrestlers. I love Speedball. Speedball is so dope. All right. Well, that's that show's happening on this Friday, November 17th. Um, let's see. WrestleCade, WrestleCade, WrestleCade. Uh, there's a show that's happening on December 3rd. The main event is Blake Christian putting the GCW World Championship on the line against ECW legend. Little Guido. That should be really fun, actually. It's going to be really cool to see Little Guido in the ring. A heist in the room, Andrade. Oh, New Year's Eve, uh, GCW's having a show called Aftermath. Uh, Risa Sarah versus Charlie Evans. I'm really excited about Risa Sarah because I saw her on this American Joshi Pro show. Not Joshi Pro. American Joshi show. Um, Kinsake Pro. I don't forget what they're called. But I saw her on that show, and they mentioned her being a deathmatch wrestler, and she's going to be in the Nick Gage Invitational uh, next month. So I'm super excited to see that. And I'm just super excited to see what she does, because she impressed me that day on that show. And so we'll see what she does in GCW. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Uh, there's a holiday show coming up on December 21st. That should be fun. All right, and let's get into it now. Let's get into blah, 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 blah. Uh, WrestleCade, GCW WrestleCade weekend. Uh, some of the matches announced are uh, Mance Warner versus the Bad Boy. The Southern Psycho, Mance Warner versus the Bad Boy, Joey Janela. That's going to be dope. Uh, the Mortons, Ricky Morton and his son. What is his son's first name? Carrie, Carrie. Ricky Morton and Carrie Morton and George South. 
uh, two legends and a young up-and-comer are taking on Insane Clown Bussy, uh, Alley Catch, Effie, and Violent J. That's pretty interesting. I think that'll be fun. You know, like not like Violent J is like this great skilled wrestler or anything. Like Violent J is not gonna like you know tear down the world or anything in the wrestling ring. But like he has the experience and he's been around wrestling since the '90s, so he does know what he's doing a little bit. And he does probably, hopefully, he knows a thing or two about psychology. And what he doesn't know, Effie and Allie can help him. So I feel like I feel like this has the potential to be like some cool ass shit and not only is it just like this cool show but it's at wrestlecade so like everybody's gonna be there so even people who aren't part of the show could pop up you never know who's gonna be there frank the clown he could be there you know um but yeah so let's see here uh what's another match uh maki ito gcw murder death kill gang member taking on Kenzie Page. Now, I don't know if you guys know much about Kenzie Page. Um, she came out of New South, and she was a New South champion for a very long time. Uh, Hunter Drake just beat her recently for the title in a triple threat cage match, which, by the way, is on YouTube. It's a really good match. Go check that out. Uh, but Kenzie Page is dope. She's the current NWA World Women's Champion. I think she is. Um, so, yeah, go check that shit out. Uh, Matt Cardona, the Deathmatch King, Taking on Speedball Mike Bailey. Like, who knows what's going to happen in that match? Because Matt Cardona always has, like, a few things up his sleeve. Plus, he has Steph the Lander in his corner. And Mike Bailey is on a super roll. And he's been just, like, kicking everybody's butts. So, I'm super excited about Mike Bailey versus Matt Cardona. And uh, the match. Oh, you know what? Masha Samovich versus Jordan Oliver. That's going to be really good. Jordan Oliver is a young up-and-comer. The JCW champion taking on former GCW champion. She choked out Nick Gage, you guys. She choked out Nick. Who who the fuck can say they choked out Nick Gage? Um, and the match that we are excited for, GCW World Championship. Will Blake even make it? Will Blake Christian even make it to December 3rd to put the title on the line against little guido will he even make it there because he's putting the title on the line on november 24th wrestlecade weekend gcw world championship against billy starks space jesus billy starks that's gonna be such a good match billy starks uh is on a super roll too she had a great match against mike bailey last weekend and she's doing the aew stuff she's doing the ring of honor stuff and and she's actually going to be in a match this weekend or next week or something she's tagging with athena and they're going to take on ronda rousey and marina shafir uh, oh my gosh ronda rousey and marina shafir at revolver pro wrestling check it out it's all in fight plus revolver pro wrestling is on fight plus or pro wrestling revolver is on fight plus fucking gcw's on fight plus mlw's on fight plus New Japan Strong has a bunch of shit on Fight Plus. Impact is putting up a lot of shit on Fight Plus. Like, it's worth it. It's dope. I mean, I don't get paid for this, you guys. It's just my personal opinion. Anyways, um, so that's some cool shit that's coming up. I hope I talked to you long enough. I hope I just sat here and just talked your little fucking ears off. I'm going to kick it over to my conversation I had with Alex Mays, international wrestling superstar uh, out of the IWS in Montreal, Canada. In the meantime, go follow me on social media at Funky Sam Medina. If you are local to me, if you're in the Bay Area, 
Come out, forget what I said about I don't go to shows. Come to my fucking show. Come see me perform. I have the biggest show of my life on December 9th in San Jose at the Art Boutique Music Hall. The Art Boutique Music Hall. I'm going to open up for Sweet Haya. Sweet Haya is one of my favorite bands. Let me tell you, 10 years ago, I was performing with Sweet Haya at Open Mics. And they have gone on to have this great, successful music career. And they're coming home. They're coming home for a hometown show. And your boy, Funky Sam Medina, is going to be hosting and opening. I'm going to host the show. I'm going to come out. I'm going to do like, you know, some comedy. I'm going to host the show. I'm going to introduce all the bands. And it's going to be just a fucking good time. Come see me. Come see me December 9th, San Jose, the Art Boutique Music Hall. It's going to be so dope, you guys. It's going to be so dope. It's going to be super cool. Uh, go get Fight Plus. Let's talk about some wrestling. Find me on, on social media. Find me on Twitter at PWN Podcast. Find me. Let's talk about wrestling. All right, you guys. Enjoy my conversation I had with the amazing Alex Mays. Uh, you can hear more of our social medias at the end, and it's super fun. Super fun. I think his is at the Alex Mays, but he also said that he wants people to check out his YouTube page because he's vlogging now. He just started vlogging. So go check that shit out. Go check out all the fun stuff. And uh, thank you for listening to me just like talk bullshit about wrestling. And just, just thank you for, for being here. Thank you for enjoying it. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for enjoying it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Um, ladies and gentlemen, kick it over to my conversation with Alex Mays. Uh, have a wonderful day. And I will see you on the motherfucking flip side. Hey, what is up? Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina. And please welcome our special guest to speak, you guys. He is amazing. He is the festive firework. He is Alex Mays. What's up, Alex? Good evening, everyone. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent. Great hey, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. Pleasure is always mine. Excellent. How's uh, how's life up there in uh, in Montreal? It's starting to snow. Oh, I'm. It means winter is coming. <laughs> it means cold is coming. It means a lot of terrible things and a lot of wonderful things still, but. Like, oh, I need to change my tires. Are you are you gonna bust out the snowboard or what? No, no, I <laughs> like to stay home and and not go out. <laughs> Winter is not my season. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was born in the right country. There's there there's not too many fireworks during the winter. Not not especially. Kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah, exactly. That's cool, man. Hey, so I want to get right into it. Uh, uh, there was a video that surfaced of you on Twitter uh, a few months ago. I don't remember how long ago. Uh, it was it was you up in the balcony. Uh, there was somebody on a table uh, lined up near the balcony. And uh, I don't know if you landed on your bottom on the ground or if you, if you bumped the table at all. Um, but that was a pretty interesting viral moment for you. Uh, what was that like? Honestly, it, th- it after a month and a half, I'm happy things went the way it went. Because, like, there are no better ways to get your name out there than a viral video. 
Uh, it was <laughs> it was scary as AF get up there because like it was a death match. It was crazy. PCP Manny, the owner of the IWS, was on the table. It oh, was a wow. triple that was Manny. <laughs> yes, it was a triple threat for the IWS Canadian Championship. It was my first, well, my first opportunity since for a while, and. Like, I went up there, it's like 10 feet tall, 10 feet high. It's like, oh, it's taller than I thought. And one of the issues is Manny was right under me. Like, I could not, like, jump. I needed, like, to drop, drop feet first or something else. Yeah, because like, your momentum's going to take you out a little bit. And then I'm sure exactly. once you're up there, you kind of realized, uh-oh. But like I was super lucky because I, my left foot touched first. Okay. So I twisted on one side, so I landed on my butt cheek. So, so you like, weren't. Yeah, would, so your spine didn't take the impact. Exactly. Like I, it's my butt that got the impact. I was sure I had a big bruise. I had nothing. Wow. I had a big. I have a big square in my back, which I scratched the table. Oh. Like, I didn't plan to bleed on that match, but I did. <laughs> yeah. Hard way. Exactly. But, and honestly, like, and the, the ref jumps on me right afterwards. Yeah, I he, saw that. That was crazy, he, too. He didn't want me to get up because, like, I could have broken my back or anything. But, like, he jumps on me. But, like, it could not have been more viral than it was. Wow. And, like, after he tries to give me three dead valley drivers through the table the table doesn't break it's like leave me alone give me a second to <laughs> be alive but it was it, it was one of those moments like okay i'm not a religious person and like we have students around uh, who does security and one of the students was under me he, he was like alex you crossed yourself before jumping <laughs> wow. so I was like I was scary I was scared but I didn't I took the I, I took the leap <laughs> it's, you, it's yeah you took the leap of faith and the worst the worst that happened to you was you had a sore butt exactly and I had wow. that big scratch in the back but like on your back everyone was like oh you're gonna feel it tomorrow you're gonna feel it tomorrow I, I something someone is Protecting me somewhere, I was really a okay. Wow, I was yeah. really like, that's that's awesome that you were able to walk away with minimal injury because that looked yeah. like a, that looked like it it hurt a lot, you know. Yes, yes. Hey, so, so adding on to this, Alex, adding on to this, uh, are you familiar with the with the YouTube show called Botchamania? Yes. So <laughs> I saw this video again, but I saw it on Botchamania. Uh, what was it like for you to have your Botchamania debut? Uh, <laughs> I was like, you got to do it one day. Like some, I know some people were like, oh, uh, what, did it, what is it with the Quebec? Well, it was wrestlers in Quebec. It's like, oh, what's the point of like, oh, the, our being proud of being on Botchamania? I was like, I'm not proud of it, but you know what? I made it. When was the last time you were on it? When was the last time people were aware about you? Like, yes, it was something silly. Yes, it's something that could have been terrible for me. 
But you know what? It's out there now. Everyone can see it. And honestly, like I own it. Yeah, yeah. This was my mistake. I won't. I won't hide behind it. I won't. I won't be ashamed about it. Like, yes, I made a mistake. Everyone makes makes mistake, don't you? So, like, hey, it's there. I live with it. Let's move on. Yeah, no, that's true. And then, and then I feel like uh, you know, uh, it's it's okay. It's like like you're okay with it being a being like a fun viral video because you were able to walk away from it. You know, exactly. I'm I'm just surprised that that they didn't split the video in half because like that that was the perfect moment of I am the table. <laughs> table can break three times in a row. <laughs> did uh did you did you get like a lot of social media followers or anything following that event? A little bit. I I got a little bit of feedback. I got people praising me and call and me reaching out to see like if I'm okay because. It went. It, I think it was a million views within more than more than twenty four hours. It was wow. But then it's wrestling, so something else always happens. So yeah, I mean, as is life. As is life. Yeah, definitely. There's the next news cycle, and then it's forgotten about. But I'm glad that you're able to to, to walk away with minimal injuries, and uh, and have the experience of just kind of being a viral thing for a minute. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another thing that happened to you recently was uh, you were the IWS Tag Team Champions with uh, your tag team partner, uh, Christiana. and Christera. Uh, Christera. I'm sorry. You're right, Christera. That's okay. And uh, uh, tell us about that, about winning the tag titles and, and holding that. Yes, Christera and I, as amazingly sweet, because I'm amazing and she's the sweetest bee, uh, we became the, well, we made a story together. Because we are the first tag team, uh, the first intergender tag team champions of the IWS. Wow, congratulations. We are, we are the first pair of graduates of the IWS training center to hold the tag team championships. Wow. She's the first woman to hold the tag team championship. I'm the first openly gay man to, work, to hold the tag team championship. Uh, it's It's quite a lot. Honestly, it it wasn't. Um, we did not know about it. They, it was a surprise. Uh, they did not tell us, and uh, like we were planning the match with uh, with Casanova Production, Shane Hawk and uh, Jordano producer, and they were like, the hardest part of the match was the end of the match, with, which. We were like, who's legal and what's what's going to happen? It's like, it won't happen. It wasn't supposed to happen, but like, they still had to work with it and like, not tell us. It was a huge surprise. Wow. So you didn't know you were winning the tag titles until the three count? No. Wow. No, like, and I hit, I hit my moonsault. First of all, it was the shittiest moonsault I ever hit. <laughs> of course. Him. And he was like, make sure you're, you're, pin is really tight because what was the plan it was oh it's supposed to be broken but like any i the pin was tight like one two what 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 there's a three what what like you can see on video the tears are real and like we are both extremely surprised it's real emotion it's real and raw and like make having 
the company trust us with the tag team championship. And also it was the show, the following show was the first time IDBS was live on pay-per-view. So like the first time that you want us, you want your tag team champions to be us. The first time that the whole world can see it live, it's going to be us that wow. we represent the company. It's a huge, a huge gift they gave yeah. us. They believe in us. They trust us with holding those titles and representing the company. This is what the company is about. This is what the future is looking like. So it was a real, a feel, real feel good moment. And I feel like, and also the burst of the whole crowd erupted when we won the tag titles. Like it was such a loving feeling that we had. It was really like emotional. It was really raw. It was it was what what you what you can always dream of of your first tag uh, your first title uh, your first title win. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's crazy though um, that that you know you are the first gay male. Uh, she's the first female. You're the first intergender tag team, and you're the first graduates of the school told the titles yeah. that's so much history yeah yeah they they told us afterwards like oh shit we there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot about us <laughs> <laughs> wow. another thing is it shows a lot of faith in you because this was around the time that you guys uh, went live on fight plus and so exactly. when people tune in they're gonna see you as their tag team champions Exactly, like the first moment you like, oh, here the tag team champions look like. Okay, it's that short, bald guy and two small <laughs> women who are the tag team champions. Like, they're they're not what you're expecting from tag team champions. Like, they're not big and strong, and like they are, but they are still the tag team champions. They are there for the for the show, and they are there. There's a reason why they're the champions. Yeah, there's a reason why the company put you guys as the representative for Fight Plus. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, unfortunately, we lost them, but we st- we had them. We hold the uh, we held them for fifty seven days. Nice. Cherish them. It's I I kept saying that it's better to have love loved and lost than not, never known loved at all. Yeah, that's very true. Better to have been the tag team champion and lost it than never been a tag team champion at all. Exactly. What What did you do to celebrate that moment? Honestly, like I told everyone, I, I told everyone I brought I brought it everywhere. The <laughs> next day, I was to the gym with it. I had a breakfast with my family. He's like, "Why do you have your belts?" Like I wanted yesterday. <laughs> it's like, and it was like it was a it was a breakfast for my. It was the fifteenth anniversary of my sister's wedding, so it was like. My family and my brother-in-law's family, like I still had my titles title with me. When grocery shopping with it, I had it everywhere. I brought it to the office. People were like, usually I, I at my old job, I kept I kept showing them like a picture of me, so that way like people can make introductions and pre- present themselves. But, like for me, it's like this time it's like, hi, I'm a champion. <laughs> now talk about yourself. <laughs> It sounds like uh, it sounds like Logan Paul stole your gimmick. Yes. <laughs> Did you see him? Did you see Logan Paul with the with the belt like in the shower and stuff? 
But I gotta say, it's the best way of advertisement. Yeah. Like, anyone who's as big as Logan Paul, and like people who are not wrestling fans who see that, like, why does he have a belt? That's true. So yeah. It, why is he so proud of having that belt too? More. Yeah, they'd be like, why is he so proud of it? They'll tune in. Exactly. And it's it's the same for him. It's like the company trusts him to carry the belt and carry the name of the company and carry what's worth it's worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's cool, man. Congratulations on making so much history. Thank you. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, another thing I want to talk to you about uh, is Effie's Big Gay Brunch. But before we talk about that, uh, let's talk about the Effie's Big Gay Brunch previously, the one before you were on. Because my wife and I, we watch Veda Scott's uh, blog. No, vlog with a V. We watch Veda yeah. Scott's vlog. And I saw you on there. And you were like hanging out with Veda and Mike Bailey. What was your experience like going to Effie's Big Gay Brunch as a fan? Well, uh, going to Big Gay Brunch as a fan, it's really... First, I never went to the brunch before. So it's really a first experience, first first glimpse, just to see how it goes over there, how, how the feeling is. And honestly, it's so welcoming and so heartwarming with everyone like being proud of who they are and really such a welcoming environment uh, at the Big Gay Brunch as a fan. Really seeing all those different type of people. Uh, it doesn't need to be like gay, straight, bi, trans, whomever you are, you're welcome there. It's really a big celebration of who you are that like, I was like, okay, I really need to be part of it. When I went to the, in April, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll show up. Hopefully like they'll notice me like being there in person. And seeing like how it's, it hits different. It's such a, even though it's wrestling and sometimes people bleed and sometimes it's hardcore, it's such a loving space. Yeah. And especially now with what's happening in the world and what's happening with in, in politics sides, like the, the, the drag queen debates and stuff like that, like, Having a safe space like the Effie's Big Gay Brunch where everyone's celebrated and where we have our own platform to be seen is such it's such an emotional and such a deep a deep uh, emotion that it's felt. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can definitely see that. It seems like just a big, just loving environment and it just seems like so much fun. Um, was that the first time you met Effie or have you met Effie previously? Uh, Effie came to the IWS earlier this year. He came. Oh, you're right. With the IWS versus uh, GCW. That's when I started watching fight plus. Yeah. Well, he came, he had a one-on-one before the GCW show with IWS. He came before, which started the hostilities between the shows. He attacked a uh, crazy PCP Manny. Oh, what a jerk. Because <laughs> uh, if he couldn't make it in March, uh, so I met him in uh, January. Uh, I thanked him for everything he did for the community. And uh, and I, I, I planted the seeds like, for me to go there, hopefully someday. And in September, I was there. <laughs> 
That is amazing. So when I talked to you last was in March. And in yes. March, I knew who Effie was. I knew what Effie was about. But like the last six or eight months or whatever, however long it was, like I've been deep diving into GCW and I've been really like fascinated with Effie. And honestly, he's not just one of my favorite wrestlers. He's one of my favorite people in this world. Yes. Yes. Me too. It's like, and honestly, I prefer the person to the wrestler. It's like, yeah, it's I don't really know him like as a person. He's so backstage is such uh well even on stage but like backstage such a kind person and approachable and nice to everyone like makes you feel special that's awesome that's awesome so tell us now about uh about making your debut at effie's big gay brunch as a wrestler Yes. So, well, let's start from the beginning. So, Effie came back uh, when we had when IDBS made their live debut on Fight Plus. And uh, there was a big PCP Manny and Lefisto against Bussy. And uh, Lefisto, after the show, Lefisto got invited to the Big Gay Brunch. And I started speaking with Lefisto, and she was like, "Yes, he's interested in having you on the show. Just reach out to him." So, I was like. Okay, let it sit a little bit. Like, maybe he's under the emotion, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I reached out to him a couple of weeks later. He was like, yes, I'm interested in having you on the show. So it's like, but you'll need to, you'll need to get, <laughs> to be careful because like, I'm a Canadian and it's in the States. You have to be careful and stuff, and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but I figured it out. I made everything work. I flew in. I flew in on Friday. I left on Sunday. It was quite a short weekend. Like I was there as part of the show. It was honestly phenomenal experience. Like I had to plan. It was my first, the first time I took the plane for wrestling. That was my goal for 2023. I remember. I remember we talked about that. Yeah. I wanted to take the plane and wrestle. So like I did it. Went to Chicago and took the plane and wrestled at Effie's Big Gay Brunch, (laughs) which is quite quite extraordinary for me. And that's not just like any show. That's like one of the best shows you could have been to. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yes, get it. So I booked my, I had to book my flight. I booked my hotel. I got to say, when it's your first time doing those things, like you go and you try things and like you, you see if it works. Now I know I need to book a hotel that's close to the venue. Otherwise, <laughs> it costs a lot in Uber. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Oh, the credit card. <laughs> what you do, what you do is uh, you go on your Google Maps and you type in the venue and you type in the hotel and you see how many miles apart they are. Well, next time I think, well, I booked through Expedia. Oh so yeah, like, yeah. Saying Chicago, I'll write the address of the of the venues because close to the venue there were there were multiple hotels, but mine wasn't close to it. Hey, also, uh, I was listening to Chris Jericho's podcast, and this was like in Japan when he used to go to Japan before like cell phones. So you may not need to use this little trick, but what he said he would do is he would take a business card from the hotel and keep it in his pocket in case he gets lost, and then he just gives it to the driver and say, take me here. 
smart, especially in Japan, because they don't necessarily speak English. Yeah, right. Exactly. I thought that was a super cool trick that that he said. Yeah. No. Well, I'll keep it in mind, like, because also, like, let's be honest, cell phones run out of batteries pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's stuck. And or internet service. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But getting there at the at the live show and being backstage with everyone. Uh, first of all, everyone's so welcoming and they don't they don't know who you are, but like you're part of family. Really part of it, part of everyone. You're all a big we're all a big ass family. Yeah. All together. I met so many different people from Chicago, from New York, from from all throughout the states and like I can say some is some of them are my friends now. Like the way Ashton Starr put me and Finesse over at the end of the match was like so overwhelming too. Because like he could have just like done the job and left. But no, he made sure that it was a special moment for us. Because me and Finesse, it was our debut over there. And then we made he made sure like first of all, I I don't want to I don't like tuning my own horn, but like I think we brought it. Yeah, no, that was a good match. And then on top of that, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, I mean, you know, it's been a few months or whatever. Um, you were supposed to be in a tag team match originally, but it got changed yeah. to a triple threat at the last minute. Is that right? Exactly, because one of the opponents got uh, wasn't able to make it onto the venue. So instead of a tag team match, it was a triple threat. But it's part so, of wrestling. Hard what, to does that, chain, right? what does that do to you preparation-wise? Does it does it throw like a monkey wrench in there, or are you able to like just adjust? Well, you adjust, you adjust. I gotta say, when when I flew over there, I was like, I, I got things in mind, like okay, I can do this. I, especially when it's your first time over there, you want to do your biggest hits. Yeah, right, and, exactly. And those, it's like okay, so like oh, now it's true with that. Okay, so let's make sure we hit the biggest hits, but like. Let's make it sure like everything's go makes me look like a star and like everything goes well and everyone looks like a star. So just readjust your things and figure it out together. It's a, it's a teamwork. Yeah, yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. And then like you said, uh, Ashton Star, he uh, you know, has a lot of experience with with wrestling and with Big Gay Brunch in general, so I'm sure that you know you were in good hands. Yeah, honestly, we were in such in great hands with Ashton Starr, and like, I, I wish I could wrestle him once again pretty soon because so, he's so talented, he's so giving, and like, he gave up, he gave us the platform. Like, you you can see the beginning of the match, he takes a seat in the in the in the audience with everyone else while me and Finesse are hitting our stings. Yeah, and you're so- right. I forgot about that moment, but he did give you and Finesse the platform just to like, all right, show me what you guys have. Because, yeah. like, yes, some fan tune in, like, oh, I want to see, like, I want to see the Ashton Star, I want to see Effie, I want to see Sunny Kiss. Like, let the let the other stars shine. And that's what he did. Like, he, he knew he, didn't, he did not need more highlight. He knew that it was our time to shine. He knew he, knew he gave us the spotlight. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is awesome. That is so cool. Yes. Yes. How was uh well, how was your traveling? Did you have any trouble getting across the border? No. <laughs> well, I was lucky because it was Labor Day's weekend. 
So I was like, oh, why are you going to Chicago? Oh, it's Labor Day. I got some, uh, got some free time, so yeah. let's go there. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and, nice. was, and there was a big show, a big AEW show in Chicago in the same weekend also, the Sunday. I don't remember which one it was, but there was a big show in Chicago the Sunday, uh, the following, well, the, the Sunday. So so this, this was also good, like good reason. Oh, I'm going to watch wrestling. But like I had to be careful. Like I, I travel only with my backpack. I, the minimum, the minimum was in my bag. It's like, but I want to get cut. I want to get searched. Anything. He's like, I only have my gear. I have a, pair, a couple of pair of underwear. I get a pair of socks. Another t-shirt. I'm good. <laughs> if they find it, like, what's this? You gotta be like, I'm a stripper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know why that's better, but <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> um, well, I know. I know you said you were there for like like a day and a half, basically. But did you get to do any other things in Chicago besides wrestling? I I went after the big gay brunch. It was like three p.m. I realized first of all, I did not eat breakfast. <laughs> I was like, you didn't I eat, eat breakfast. brunch. Were they serving brunch? They're serving brunch, yes. Okay, okay, good. Okay. Well, like, I'd be very disappointed if uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch was brunchless. Yes, they're serving food. I just, like, I was so nervous. I didn't realize, yeah, like, I need food. That makes sense. But I, like, it was Saturday evening. I went, like, I went sightseeing uh, Chicago. I went, I walked through the city. Like, I was, uh, I was, I had, like, six hours. I was, like, I need to go sightseeing and like try to do the best of what I can. I went to Chicago a couple of years ago before. So like I was lucky, but like now it wasn't winter. It wasn't January. So like I had more time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, less time, but uh, you know, you're able to, to plan it out smarter probably. Exactly. But like it was just six hours because Sunday, I was leaving, going home. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's that's awesome. I'm so glad that you're able to make that trip out there to see to see the Big Gay Brunch twice, but to to make yeah. your debut as well. That's super fun. And hopefully, I'll get the, I'll get to do it again pretty soon. Hopefully, yeah, I agree. This out there, <laughs> and then I feel like the fact that you're able to go from like a tag team match to a to a triple threat so seamlessly like that that shows a lot that shows value oh thank you thank you well that's that's what's fun also being a singles competitor and tag team competitor like being in tag team what's fun is you can have breaks during your match (laughs) (laughs) but like also switching to a singles competitor is like okay now i can like i have to carry everything by myself yeah and you kind of you kind of do both so you kind of know the psychology of both Exactly, and like if I'm needed for anything in, on a show, like I can do anything. Yes, some people are more tag team specialists, some people are more single specialists, but like I like to specialize myself in both. That way, like if you need me, I'll be everywhere. <laughs> I yeah. can do multiple multiple matches if you need me, <laughs> which I do on the dojo. <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you do. That's cool. Do you have anything uh, exciting coming up? Anything in the future? Uh, hold on. What's coming up? Well, I'm slowing down on the on the next couple of months. I've got a couple of of lingering not not injuries, but I'm a little hurt here and there. So, like, I'm slowing down. I've got a couple of shows. I've got the show in Quebec. Well, show in Quebec next week, and I've got in December. I've got 
two shows uh, still in the province of Quebec. January, I, IWS comes back and uh, I'll be back in, in great shape and ready for action. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Well, Alex, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Before we go, though, I do want to tell you, you know, I talked to you here on this podcast about six months ago, and I had to talk to you again because you are, you're making moves, you're leveling up, you're doing incredible things. You know, like, like you did the botch thing, right? But you learned so much from it. So like, even the negative stuff that happens to you, it's all positive in the end. Uh, not really because your butt hurts, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really happy for you, Alex. You're doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me once again. I'm glad for sharing the news and like, I want to spread out the good news and like, keep going on what's coming up next year. We'll see. Keep we'll this. Stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and plug your social media. Well, you can join me at, uh, at the Alex Nays on every platform. So Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I'm now I have a YouTube where I, I have my highlights of my matches and I vlog also. Oh, nice. I'll check that out. Twitter or X, uh, whichever you prefer, but at the Alex Mays everywhere. Right now, my wife and I are, uh, we follow Matt Cardona and Veda Scott's vlogs. So I'll definitely check yours out. There was a, there was a moment in one of Veda's vlogs where she was vlogging and Mike Bailey was vlogging at the same time. So I'm like, oh, I better go. I better go check his out too now. <laughs> and Beta did it when we were at Big Gay Brunch. We did it together too. Nice. That's where I started to vlog. He's like, you know what's my first big trip? Let's vlog it out. Let's meet people. Let's do. Let's enjoy it and let's let's grow the fandom. Yeah, absolutely. I want to do something like that too, but I don't know if I have it in me. But I definitely want to. Yeah, it's ask. It's a, It needs a lot of energies, like. Oh, I need to edit everything's like this weekend I was in Cambridge the whole weekend, Cambridge, Ontario. And like I vlogged with a bunch of people and like yesterday I got home. First of all, it was it was a long drive because my tire one of my tires ex- kind of exploded. Oh wow. So I I came back on my donut on my spare tire, but like, it's a six, it's a usually a six hour drive, but like it was 11 hour long. Oh man. Cause you had to drive slower and you couldn't go on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. I was on the freeway, but like it's a maximum. You, uh, you just have to be careful, 80, I guess at that point. It's 50 miles per hour maximum wow. or 80 kilometers. But like, okay. I can like there, there's no minimum on the highway. Everyone was honking. I, go, I was flipping everyone on the highway, but like, like there's no minimum. I'm still good. <laughs> I never used <laughs> that. I was uh, honestly, I never used my cruise control as much as I did uh, yesterday. It's like I don't like using cruise control. But yesterday's like I'm not breaking that tire. It's like you're on cruise control the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. You could have moonsaulted home faster. <laughs> oh, yes, it would have been easier. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you can find me across the board at Funky Sam Medina. Follow the show on Twitter at PWN Podcast. And uh, go check out Alex's vlogs. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you.